welcome to World Screen's Fast Festival. I'm Kristen Brzezowski, Executive Editor of World Screen, and I'm speaking with Max Einhorn, Senior VP of Acquisitions and Co-Productions at FilmRise. Hi, Max. Hi, Kristen. Nice to see you again, and I appreciate being welcomed back to the forum. We're delighted to have you with us. FilmRise has gone into fast at a rapid clip. What's guiding the strategy at present? You know, it started with an idea. Back when I joined FilmRise in 2014, our CEO, Danny Fisher, had the foresight that audiences around the world would depend on global access to television for that is free and is delivered over the internet. You know, at that time, the industry had a negative association with the word ABOD. You know, Crackle was kind of the only name in town. YouTube was a was solely a place for movie trailers and, and user-created content. And no one would really think to put, you know, major film and television content up there. But if you flash forward a couple of years, you know, FilmRise was already participating in AVOD as a revenue stream through running our own apps, the FilmRise Streaming Network, you know, and functioning as early key partners to platforms like Tubi, which was then known as Tubi TV and, and Roku. And, and we were very aware of the potential that was there. Um, once Fast arrived with the likes of, of Pluto and others that followed, it was clear that that moment of the succession of the global free TV, TV experience um, had arrived. And while others, you know, bigger than us, more established than us, uh, legacy players, you know, waited to see where Fast and, and even AVOD overall fits in with their strategies, like we had already dove, dove in and, and we had been there for months or, or even years ahead of um, significantly more established, um, you know, major studios. Um, so the real estate to be part of the lineup as it relates to, to FAST was very much up for grabs. And, and it was important for us in the very beginning to seize as much of that as, as possible. So to answer your question about, you know, what's driving the strategy, it, it's so much driven by, you know, um, that experience that, that, you know, we've had to date. And really it's the same strategy that, that built cable, but in a simpler way. FilmRise's business is licensing content that's vetted by our analytics that dependably predicts what content viewers have a strong affinity for. And we build channels around our brands or around content verticals that are proven to outperform others. Tell us about the channel lineup that you're curating. Sure. So it, it's pretty extensive. Um, you may have seen some press recently that, that we have over 250 channels in, in distribution um, and, and they're very widely syndicated. So some examples include um, single series branded channels like Forensic Files, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay, Unsolved Mysteries, Heartland, and, and more. But we also have program curated channels that reflect high-performing genre concentrations. And the branding for those, we want to make them as easy for a viewer to understand as possible. And that's like FilmRise Action, FilmRise True Crime, FilmRise Black TV, FilmRise Anime, and the list goes on. It's, it's fairly extensive. These channels also feature original content like Bloodline Detectives with Nancy Grace, which is a show that I uh, helped put together. Um, and we also impart 
you know, really clever marketing stunts that we originate with or coordinate with platforms based on special anniversaries or seasonal stunts. Um, you know, our programming teams are really busy and have analytical guidance to ensure our channels are performing at the very highest levels. What sorts of content are you looking for at the moment? So that's a great question. I would group our needs into three categories. Um, the first of which are long running television series that have the volume to sustain their own channel. And that's generally about 100 hours or more. Uh, in the most ideal situation, you know, and, and viewers see this kind of channel in their electronic programming guide, the channel lineup, and they really respond to it because they already know the brand. They know exactly what they're looking for, and they're happy to sit there and watch it, you know, for as long as they please. And, you know, we have found that these kinds of channels work more so than a lot of other sorts of curated channels on the market because the value proposition to the viewer is very obvious. Um, the second one I would say is, would be uh, we're looking for content that serves our existing channels, but not just any content, content that has a high uh, viewer affinity and will drive more viewership. You know, a few examples of some of the channels that, you know, we're looking to uh, even throw even more power behind include FilmRise Western, FilmRise Black TV, FilmRise Sci-Fi, uh, and FilmRise for Her, which is our female-focused romance brand. Um, the third category would be content libraries that have a strong emphasis in a specific genre and consumer recognition. So we were, we're very interested in building channels around the automotive vertical, DIY, home and garden, uh, and reality TV. We're, we're very eager to, you know, supplement our catalog um, with content from those verticals to, to build whole, whole new channels that we believe there is a high demand from viewers for. What growth have you seen outside the U.S. market? And where do you see the greatest potential coming from internationally? It's in a couple different places. Uh, we've seen a lot of growth in Canada. Uh, smart TVs and some fast platforms have launched successfully there. And we are seeing both an increase in our stream and monetization which is the right combination of trends. Um, we're also giving a lot of attention to Latin America and Western Europe, given the legacy media advertising scale, um, whose dollars are now in a process of migrating from traditional television to free streaming. We think that the timeline for this to hit maturity and, and more close to you know, a, mature, a maturation parity with the US is, is about a three year, three to five year time horizon. But the important metric is that consumption is growing. It's just about the monetization catching up. Speaking of monetization, what sorts of deal structures are you working across? So generally we're licensing all digital or ad supported streaming rights, including fast. Um, what's important to distinguish FilmRise from others that are uh, participating in this space is that we are a full-fledged, full-service distributor with the largest footprint outside the major studios. So when we work with somebody, our partners derive value from our business across the full spectrum of monetization methods. How important is exclusivity? So it depends on the content. It's a it's a great question, and it's something that people always need to consider when they when they get into business with the distributor. It very much depends on the content. Um, when some shows have the breadth and the viability to be their own fast channel in and of themselves, exclusivity to us is really essential. 
conceptually, it makes no sense for one show to be repeated across multiple channels. You know, if it if it's truly dominating the programming schedule, uh, a platform that's hosting all those platforms could mediate that situation in an unfavorable method. So, um, you know, our preference is that if if we are handling, you know, a major series that has the breadth to be its own channel, that um, we're the sole partner that's bringing the value um, to that licensor. And we think we can do it better than anybody else. We know we can. You mentioned analytics before. Well, how do you use data in making your content decisions? So um, that question, Kristen, is a film rise well kept secret. Um, what I can say is that you know every step of the way is one iteration over the next, and you know we are are using the analytics to help us you know optimize the channels so that they remain really fresh you know, in the top percentile of the highest performing destinations on any given platform, um, as well as, you know, identifying the properties that, you know, have high demand and are likely to help us secure more and more fast channel carriage. You had also mentioned originals before. What do you see as the prospects for original programming for FAST? I think that there is a lot of prospects and opportunity for original programming in FAST. Um, I would caution anyone that is looking to make original programming solely for FAST uh, to really understand what the monetization potential is. Because, um, you know, it, it is not the same monetization scale as what traditional television was, um, you know, and the the revenues, you know, that can be derived from fast are not necessarily uh, at parity with a lot of those chunky license fees, you know, or, or first window exclusives that, that you may see, um, you know, from, say, an SVOD service. Um, you know, we have done it um, in a really successful manner by... Um, taking a ubiquitous distribution approach. So not only are we exploiting in fast and across the channels that we have, we understand what that, that monetization and revenue looks like, but we're also uh, distributing this content through our own apps and uh, widely across many Avon partners that we work with. Um, so it, it's not solely hinging on fast. Fast is one piece of the pie that makes them possible, but the cost of the productions um, needs to be reflective of what the whole monetization um, opportunity, you know, really is. So that that that's um, you know how we think about our originals as they relate to um, as they as they relate to the viability of fast. What have you learned about the types of programming that performs best in a fast environment? Long-running television that has high user affinity, um, you know, really is a, a, an indication of the kinds of content that can really thrive in fast. And the reason for that is it's sticky. If you can bring that branding to the um, EPG interface, that channel lineup, and it's right there, um, you know, a user knows right away whether they want to commit to watching that channel or not. If it's some brand they've never heard of, they have to wrap their hands around like, okay, this brand means this genre. What can I expect in this lineup? There's just this whole, you know, mental process that that takes place. The thing too with, with, with long-running television is that uh, it's sticky and that if a viewer is sitting down to watching something and they finish an episode, you know, what is the most next logical step um, that's, that's easy? 
is it to simply watch the next episode if it's a TV show? But if it's a movie or a mini series or something short, uh, what's to stop them from considering, ah, do I really want to watch what's coming up next? I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I've ever seen it before, you know, et cetera. When you have a long running television show, you watch the next episode and then the next one. And then when you finish that season, you move on to the next season, et cetera. So it's really driving much longer um, session times and engagement and significantly more impressions, um, you know, in a given session. Um, so, you know, that's really, um, you know, uh, priority target number one for Film Rise is known um you know high volume television series um as as fast acquisition targets what's next for film rise in the fast space and then also what is your outlook for the fast marketplace in the short term but then also with a little bit of a long-term view so what is next for film rise in the fast space um continued expansion you know we have a lot of really amazing channel offerings um, you know, that are pretty wide and it's just all about improving them, um, and, and making them as accessible, recognizable, um, and desirable as possible, especially because, um, you know, unquestionably a lot of the more established players that have entered the space, um, or have waited to establish the space are now dipping their toes in the water, kind of seeing what it's all about. So, you know, I would be remiss to say if there wasn't more competition that, that's growing in the space, but I'm pretty confident that given our first mover advantage um, and extremely strong and unparalleled analytics, um, that our channels are only going to get more carriage and adopt, you know, really faithful um, users for them. Uh, in terms of a longer term outlook of the fast space, um, you know, CPMs are going to continue to grow as more advertising dollars enter the space. Um, I mean, this is a becoming a, a, a multi-billion dollar, you know, industry. And I saw an article recently that that said it's something to the effect of about 18 billion um, by 2028. Um, but uh, international is also a really big opportunity. And um there's an interesting dynamic happening in that landscape in, in, in effect that, uh, you know, many broadcasters are, are reluctant to allow content to have Avon exposure because they believe it directly competes with their business, which, you know, it kind of does because this is the next iteration of television, but um, get on board or get out of the way is my, is my philosophy, like it or not. Um, and, I think that, you know, that can sometimes challenge the progress of great content coming into the free streaming space. But where FilmRise has been really success has been really successful is, is helping partners uh, in international territories and partners that have international rights, you know, fully realize the value, you know, of what's there. And while we're seeing a lot of good consumption and growth trends, um, and the revenue isn't quite there right now uh, to, to be, you know, extraordinarily exciting. You know, it's going to be in a very short period of time. Um, so um, we're enthusiastic about that. And um, much of our, our continued roadmap and execution on strategy is serving the expansion of a global footprint, continued expansion of a global footprint. Well, Max, I have really enjoyed our conversation about Film Rise and all things fast. So thank you for sharing your time and your insights. Thanks, Kristen. Really appreciate it.